all you little disappointments. That is right, everybody. We are back with another episode of Sorry to Disappoint, where even if it's not a morning for you, it is still a morning somewhere else in the world. That is absolutely correct. I'm Irvin, and as always, we have none other than not got us in the first half, not gonna lie, but forgot it was the first half, not gonna lie, Adrian. Yes, sir, that's me. I did not even know there was a game today. <laughs> so both of us miss parts of the first half, so I miss parts of the first quarter. Uh, Adrian missed the first half. The entire first half. Honestly, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have watched the game if you didn't <laughs> just <laughs> mention, like in passing, that oh, <laughs> we're good to record after the game. I was like, "There's a game." I thought you were talking about baseball at first, so I was like, "Oh," but I should probably still check. <laughs> and I checked. The game was at <laughs> halftime. I was like, "Oh shit, there's a game today." Fuck. But yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not complaining about the second half, though. Second <laughs> I, half I was good as well. It was a good, good second half. I don't know about the first half. So, but... okay. So, just to give like a summary, so the basketball god spited the Suns Oof. in what was a crucial game five of the NBA oh. Finals. Oh yeah. Even without assistant coach Jay Oppenheimer, the Bucks dropped the bomb as the Bucks won the game. 123 to 119. I, I'm guessing that that joke just went over your head. Drop the bomb? Yeah, Oppenheimer. Father of the atomic bomb. Now I am uh, become death, the destroyer of worlds. That... Is that a history thing? Well, yeah. No. he's He yeah. basically was a key <laughs> person for the atomic bomb. Oh, yeah, see, I don't remember shit from history. <laughs> oh, well. So, so <laughs> the Suns are also the first team in NBA history to lose a playoff game, shooting 55% from the field and 60% from three. Now, in the first mm -hmm. half, in the first quarter, so I actually caught the last, like, 30 seconds of the first quarter, the Suns right. went up by 16 points at the end of the first quarter, 37 to 21. Crowd was going insane. It looked like the game was already set in stone. But then, as this game showed, double-digit leads aren't jack in today's game anymore, especially in uh -huh. the first half, as it only took four minutes for the Bucks to tie the game at 42-42, to and then another two minutes to take the lead 50-49. to So they scored 29 points in half a quarter. That's insane. And then, um, Especially became, when you're down like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was it was it wasn't even like hmm, i'm trying to think of another comeback within like within a game but it didn't feel like oh my god the bucks are just like suddenly coming back it was sort of like a you just look at the scoreboard and suddenly mm -hmm. you're like oh they've already tied the game something yeah, like that um i think they had like a momentum that never uh sorry that was fucking awful phrasing they never lost the momentum that they had i think it was a uh, full-on like you never see them suddenly hit a slump mm -hmm. is what i mean so at least from the second half they, that i saw 
they did hit a slump in the last three minutes of the game where right, the Bucks right. were running very basic ISO plays or just mm-hmm. one-off pick and rolls that ended in really long twos over tough defenses. There was an awkward fadeaway on the baseline by Giannis and then yeah. a really weird uh, pull-up contested two by Holiday over Chris Paul. Uh, but yeah. in the end, you're looking at a 30-point swing because the Bucks went up as much as 14 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about as crazy of a game. But in the end, even though the Suns, they rallied after the Bucks rallied, a fantastic defensive play by Drew Holiday for stealing the ball off of Booker that Suns fans are crying for oh. it being a no-call. That led to an incredible alley-oop dunk. A play you wanna, for hey. the... Yeah, wait, no, finish, 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 finish. <laughs> A play for the ages that will be cemented in the lore of NBA history if play. the Bucks win the finals. Jesus Christ. But you want to talk about no calls? Oh, uh, we can, we can the, circle back yeah. to that in a bit. <laughs> There's a lot that goes on Talk about on no there. calls. Suns fans can't be complaining about no calls <laughs> from that Also, play. I also want to sidetrack a bit on that replay because did you see the replay uh, mm-hmm. uh, after the foul was called? So Giannis, he was like staring down the camera. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. thought to myself, looked like super hot fire. Well, when he made that like... Face. No, when he was just yeah, when he was just staring down the camera, he wasn't making that tough face. He was just like staring menacingly at the camera. <laughs> I think I missed it. <laughs> really looked like when, I, whenever my, Super Hot head, Fire can, makes that like I can see smug the, face. Oh, I get, I get, uh, I can see the resemblance in my head. <laughs> between and the two besides, of them. the Bucks are kind of like Super Hot Fire right now with the whole like I broke up with my ex girl. Here's her number. Smacks it away and goes psych. That's the wrong number. <laughs> that basically sums up the Bucks. It's sort of oh, like... Oh, shit. <laughs> that really sums up the Bucks. Like, they go down the series, and then, like, psych, we're actually not out of it. Dude, yeah, and especially, like, you would, you would think from the first two games that it, the Bucks were almost, like, they were out, you know? Like, yeah. from how badly they played in the first two games. Mm-hmm. I I would think that they they're, they kind of lost that fire, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think how Giannis performed in game two was what brought them back in, which mm-hmm. led to their, the, their performance these past three games. Mm-hmm. Because, yep. yeah, like, because when you have the star player really putting the team on their back... And actually, like, putting so much effort, so much heart into the game, you can't help but be influenced and affected by his attitude. Giannis Atlas Takumpo. Yeah, that's his name now. That's his yep. name. Carried yeah, the exactly. whole team on his that's back. That's what I'm saying. But today, yeah. today's player of the game has to be Drew Holiday. You mean the um, the end or? Like, he was just incredible all game. 27 yeah, points, was, 4 oh rebounds, God, 13 to... assists. With two turnovers double, double, only, bro. three steals, and compared to the last game, he mm. is it's a one eighty. Like you, yeah, you don't even the duality of man. The <laughs> jeez, you're on fire today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, look, he he shot twenty. He had twenty shots in this game at the last game. 
Last game he yep. was four for twenty. This game he was twelve for twenty. For twenty, yeah, he was shooting very well mm-hmm. and like confident with his shots too. Yeah, not just confident. It, he wasn't forcing many shots. You know, yeah, like there were the, some pull ups and things like yeah. that, but it wasn't like in the previous games where he was sort of forcing himself to the mm-hmm. basket, even though he was already draped with a defender. He took advantage yeah. of driving lanes, got this shooting touch off the dribble on fadeaways, and he had really good um, shooting of the three off the pick and rolls. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. And just, uh, as usual, playing really good defense on CP3. Mm-hmm. Like, low-key, like, if it wasn't for the last, like, few, like, I, I had written in my notes, right? Like, because I started watching from third quarter mm-hmm. to the second half. Mm-hmm. CP3 didn't start, was not playing well, in my opinion. In I the think second he half? Was, yeah. Uh, I don't know how he played in the first half, but he was, in my opinion, I, I see, like, Drew Holiday practically locking him up. Mm-hmm. Like, he's forcing shots, he's making bad passes, so, like, the first thing I wrote was just CP3 doo-doo. <laughs> As a side note, I just wrote Drew Holiday playing great D. But then once it went into the fourth quarter, CP3, like, stepped it up. Like, mm-hmm. that um, that pull-up from three to... Yeah. Was it to tie the game or to, to bring them within, within 10? Like, yeah, less than 10. I can't remember what it was. It uh, probably but brought it, was it to clutch either, three. It was seven, either an eight I point think, game, right? Yeah, six to eight S- point game. Yeah, yeah, that three. And then immediately I wrote back, I was like, okay, CB3, not doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> he man, was definitely he... much better in this game, but than uh, the last yeah. game for sure. But for still, sure. Drew Holiday played like. His defense was impeccable, immaculate, impenetrable, impervious, and impermeable. I mean, that's not really true because Devin Booker still got 40 and Chris Paul shot like 60%. <laughs> but yeah. I think he made it he made it really difficult for them to earn their buckets, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they're just hitting shots and there's nothing you can really do about it. But Exactly. But Drew made it difficult for them. And when Devin Booker was going off, that was not when Holiday was guarding him. It was when either yeah. PJ Tucker or Middleton was guarding him. And then Yeah, and I think they realized it too mm-hmm. once. Yeah, and then they started switching and putting Holiday on Booker instead. And then he yeah. kind of slowed down a bit. Yep. But Booker was still going off. Like he was crazy this game. Just like the last game. Yeah, he was points. going off with his hands and with his mouth. But we'll talk more about that later as well. (laughs) Uh, And Holiday's passing continues to impress. He routinely found guys uh, in the paint. I remember Mm -hmm. there was one play where Middleton was about to be trapped. So he passed it to Holiday. And then Holiday just fired a two-handed bullet pass to Brooke Lopez for a dunk. Oh, yeah. That was... And that was a good look, too, because it was like a split second when he was open mm-hmm. right below the rim. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize Lopez was standing in the paint. Dude, Loki, like, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't even see the ball get to him. He dumped. Maybe that was, was like, Budenholzer's oh, plan all along. He's like, let's just leave Lopez in the corner all, like, for three all seasons. Game. So that you just naturally <laughs> assume 
he's in the corner. And then next thing you know, surprise, he's right in the paint. How did he get Yo, there? Like, <laughs> he like does a <laughs> jutsu and like teleports in <laughs> without <anyone> realizing. <laughs> but yeah, Drew Holiday, player of the game. The big men are making their threes this game. Like, yeah. Luke Lopez had one, I think. Bobby yeah. Porter's had a few. Mm-hmm. For once, it feels like that strategy worked. <laughs> like, I mean, having the yeah. big guys outside. You know? The team shot just really well from three. They were 50% from three. Mm-hmm. 14 for 28. Yeah. Although the Suns were 13 for 21, which is pretty ridiculous. I think but in yeah, terms of Drew shooting, Holiday. both teams Crazy. shot very well this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, for how... What was the final score again? 123 to 119, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, high-scoring game. At one point, it just... It, it was almost like they were just trading shots back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, happened when once during this? the third. Yeah, yeah. It happened twice, I think. Um... It's when it happened once when the during the third quarter and then once in the fourth quarter when the sun started catching up again. Mm-hmm. And then they were just going back and forth. Like Middleton kept making his shots. And it, mm-hmm. it was Middleton and Booker that just yeah. kept getting them mid range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. So Middleton, yeah. so at first he was Chris Middleton, but then transformed into Christ Middleton. So uh-huh. he started off one for seven from the field, but he finished 12 for 23. So he went 11 for 16 to finish the game. One, one for seven at the start of the, of the yeah, game. Yeah, in the first quarter. So he just had to, he just tier. had to warm up. Yeah. He just had to warm up. That's Again, it's, uh, like this whole entire game is just flip from one side to the other. So Middleton mm-hmm. had 29 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and he hit so many clutch shots. That step back, he fadeaway did. 3. Oh my god, that was so nice. He was draped. Who was guarding him? I didn't... Uh, was it Booker or was it Crowder or was it Bridges? Bridges. One I of think. them. I think if it was Bridges, then that's the most impressive because Bridges is really... He has really long arms. Yeah, I think it was it was that. And the thing is... He's at a point where he can, he's confident because he was shooting well. He started shooting mm-hmm. well that mm-hmm. he can release quick. And you know how, like, a lot of times, if you're confident, you don't even have to, like, hold that follow through. You just yeah. release and it just comes yeah. off and it, you just know what's going in. And I think that was mm-hmm. a state that he was in. So it didn't matter who was guarding him. He just needed that little, like, two step, two yeah. foot, like, spacing who just pull up and let it but fly. I don't think he even had any space for that three. He did a step back, right? And then he had just enough of a little bit of a gap to pull up. Or are we talking about a different place? No, we're talking about like the same play. About... I just thought that, yeah. that the defender closed out in time. Mm. Mm, I don't know. But apparently not quick enough. Because yeah. he, he, he... That's all that matters. That shot in. Yeah. Like Hand down. Was... Man down. <laughs> I was so like conflicted <laughs> between like which team I was cheering for. Cause when CB3 made that three, I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. And then the Bucks started playing like crazy good. Like both teams are going back. Now I just start cheering for both teams. <laughs> and then when when Giannis made that dunk, I was like, oh fuck. Oh shit. It's over. That <laughs> the dunk. Game is over. 
<laughs> Very few times do I like actually just jump out of my seat. That was one of the plays. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I I jumped up so quick. I had like my head in my arms. I was just like, no, this game's over. <laughs> yeah, Giannis After jumped that, up quick too. Dude, Giannis making like back to back like highlight plays. Did you see that, that Hezzy like, clutch and one layup? Uh, Aiton was, was going. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. my first response to it was, how did he get quit so fast so soon? He, like, didn't even have... He just instantly went yeah, from like zero to full boom. speed. Yeah. It was sort explosiveness. of... It was kind of jarring to see someone that tall <laughs> and that long just accelerate so quickly. It's quite funny. Because I watched it on, like, a Hong Kong, like, sports channel, basically. Mm-hmm. And then the commentators were just like, after that play, because they saw the Hezzy and just saw him burst in for the layup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then they were just like, someone needs to dissect Giannis's legs and just take a look at what it's made of, because that's not normal. <laughs> I remember <laughs> there was like an ESPN article that also like mentioned how long his Achilles is. Apparently, oh, yeah. it's really, really long. Uh-huh. So that's probably... Maybe that helps. I don't know. Maybe don't you know. need an elongated Achilles. But another thing that surprised me was that he had more points than Middleton in the holiday. Yeah, 32 it, points. You know, and the thing is, it didn't feel like he was playing with that same... What's the word I'm looking for? Tenacity? Or like, mm-hmm. he's not going as hard as he yeah, did he's so in the tired. two games. Yeah, and yet he's still he's still making one thing I want to say though he gets a lot and I mean like a lot of like lucky rolls. Yeah, it's probably because his All... shot has a lot of top spin. Yes, yeah, top spin the right word. It just spins a lot. Spins, yeah, it spins a lot. But it's like all these like fadeaways and like turnaround floaters. They always, like, hit the back of the rim, but it always just, like, bounces and just rolls yeah. right in every time. There was even one. It was it was kind of like an awkward layup, I think, and it mm-hmm. went really high off the backboard. But then yeah. as soon as it hit the backboard, instead of sort of bouncing off the backboard, it just seemed to just Slid. drop in the yeah. basket. Yeah, So that was crazy. weird. It's so weird. Like, so many times, like, you can just tell, like, the Suns players are almost, like, pissed off that it always rolls in because they're yeah. ready for the rebound. They're all in, like, good positions to grab the rebound. Aiden's, yeah. like, fucking ready with his arms up mm-hmm. and it just rolls right in and they're just like, fuck's sakes. Yeah, this is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird to see. But honestly, it was really surprised. I don't have much to say about Giannis because it was sort of like a really quiet but really complete performance. 32 points, 9 yeah. rebounds, 6 assists. 9 rebounds, 6 assists. So, yeah, I was definitely surprised to see him outscore Middleton and Holiday. Yeah, but it, it's kind of a big man thing, it, to and be And it honest. felt like Middleton and Holiday were putting on more of a performance mm-hmm. scoring-wise. Mm-hmm. And then Giannis was just, like, quietly taking those, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. cherry-picking lucky rolls in, yeah. <laughs> like, you know... <laughs> But it kind of shows that he might not always have the most eye-popping 
and the best yeah. game, but he's always yeah. at least having a good game, at least mm-hmm. in like he knows most his role. Recently. He knows what he needs to do and how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I will say that he once again had some pretty sick passes. I liked that one. It was in the first half. It was in transition, and he right. he received a pass. He was in the middle of the lane. He got a pass from. I think it was Middleton, and he just... Oh, was, was it a no-look pass? Yeah, the no-look like pass. The, he just it whipped to... it. He just absolutely yeah. whipped it. I don't know. Was it to Connaughton in the corner? Or PJ two. Tucker? Or was One it Bobby them. Portis? I don't remember. But, but like, somebody. Yeah, I, it was he's so got a nice. nice touch. And then, like, it, <laughs> if you look at the later... Uh, quarters he's mm-hmm. doing that a lot like no look passes like he yeah. made a no look bounce pass when they were swaying the ball around to right. middleton oh wait do i remember that i might have forgotten i think before he either he took a shot or he passed it on to someone else on the corner to take a shot but the the bucks i think it was in the third quarter they were like swaying the ball around from one side to the other passing mm-hmm. along the three-point line Mm-hmm. And then everyone was looking at the person they were passing to. But then for some reason, when Giannis got the ball, he decided to look at the rim and do a no-look bounce pass <laughs> to Middleton. Like, it was cool, but it was also, like... Kind of unnecessary. Kind of unnecessary. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. He's but definitely... He definitely say? has a great, great passing touch. His wingspan is so long, he can probably make, like... It's like windmill passing. Did you see him kind of pull a little bit of the Jordan like palm palm fake at one point? I think it was no, in the fourth I quarter. I, I forgot it. I forgot who he got the ball from, but he got it and then someone closed in to guard him. He just kind of like swung the ball around. Mm-hmm. Like one-handed, oh. but it really didn't do anything. But <laughs> it was just happen? funny to I think it was it. the fourth quarter. It was later close to the end of the game. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally missed that one. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Didn't do anything though. <laughs> <A lot. laughs> what Giannis does just seems to not do anything. Yeah, that's true. To be fair, like he's not a player that uses these. Yeah, he's not a moves, trickster, you know. Or yeah, he's uh, not whatever. a. He's not a. He's not a. Not a. Uh, flashy is not the right word. He's not a. He doesn't have that bag of tricks that players like yeah. CP3 has that yeah. you always hear commentators going like, oh, reaching in his bag of tricks. Yeah. Like Giannis yeah, exactly. is... Uh, He's the furthest thing from... This is a wallet. <laughs> his tricks are just his, in a wallet. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about foul fouling and foul baiting. Because uh, that was... Yeah, it's getting annoying. Isn't it? Um, it is, yeah. And I feel like it becomes a very uh, tricky situation for the refs as well. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, it's at a point where you can't even tell if they're baiting the foul or or the person legitimately tried to foul. or mm-hmm. Like, you get what I mean? Like, the lines get really blurred, wh- whether it's a f- fragrant, whether it's just an offensive foul or a blocking foul mm-hmm. or a shooting foul. Especially because yeah. so much is going on on the on the court at the same time. Like PJ Tucker got his fourth foul when Booker like kind of shoved him, 
but it was yeah. called um Tucker for some reason, you know? Uh that's like, that's just Tucker his whole career. Yeah, like it's just like it's but I just feel like it becomes so subjective. Like there's mm-hmm. no objective way to go about it. Yeah, you kind of have to make your decision in a split second in order yeah. to determine whether it's a foul or not a foul. I did see that at the end of the third quarter. So Booker thought he got fouled and he started mm-hmm. barking at referee Josh Tivin. I think that's yep. his name. And then the ref was just like walking away, giving this like face like, hmm, what? Sorry, can't hear you. Walking away. <laughs> but Phoenix does get away with a lot of fouling. And I'm not talking about like mm-hmm. on ball. I do think, although, like although, yeah, it's mostly off ball. But Booker did that same foul that went uncalled. Again, the same move where he grabs the waist with his right hand and then reaches yeah. in with his left. He did it again. He did it with um, Middleton. Was it Middleton, right? And then the ball went out of bounds, right? Yeah. He yeah. did it again. Uncalled as well. And Booker, he often, for someone who, and I think this just describes the Suns, like for someone who complains about getting fouled a lot, he gets away with a lot of things. So he often hooks onto Middleton's arms when yeah. Middleton's about to set a screen. And mm-hmm. at some points, he just straight up hugs Middleton. Like, yeah, actually he hugs always, him. Yeah, he, he has a habit of grabbing the person that's screening him when he's mm-hmm. guarding someone. Yeah. As a method of getting around the defender. Mm-hmm. But then he never, like, that's why a lot of times like you see when he's trying to run around, there's always a collision and they fall. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. it, it rarely gets called as a foul when it should be. Yeah. So it's, you reckon it's, what do you call that? Like the star treatment, you know? He's definitely how, like, getting star treatment. You know? Like how um, NBA stars often get more lenient calls, like very lenient calls, mm-hmm. you know, to make games go a certain way, which is kind of fucked up in my <laughs> I mean, there's two, there's two types of like star treatment when it comes to fouls. There's one on the offensive end where it's sort mm-hmm. of like the James Harden you get called for or like kind of like Trey Young recently where you get called for extra on the like slightest bit of contact and you get like double digit free throws every single game. The yeah. second one is defensive where you just get away with being more physical. So yeah. ironically, that's with like, or I, I don't know if ironically is the right word, but for example, Patrick Beverly, Draymond Green, they do get away with being extra physical with yeah. the with a player they're guarding <clears throat> and then they get like praised for being a great defensive player and then if someone else tries to be as physical as that they get called for a lot of fouls. So yeah. It's very little consistency. I think there needs to be like a like a system where they ensure that such like mistreatment is impossible. Granted, it is way easier said than done, but I feel like at some point it becomes very fucking ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Like it, it almost makes the sport like unwatchable because you're just like, "Fuck! Why is there another no call?" Mm-hmm. Like this is bullshit. Like even if you're not supporting the team, you find it ridiculous that they're not making yeah. those calls. You know? It's gotta be difficult to have such a system. Um, funnily enough, when, um, uh, so they tried with a replay, the challenge system, 
Yeah. But then I think that one is sort of messed up as well because even if you win the challenge, you lose the right to challenge it again. So it's borrowed. The system is borrowed from the NFL. The NFL has a red flag challenge rule. But if you win yeah. the challenge, you get to keep the challenge. And then if I remember correctly, you have a challenge for each half. So I don't mm-hmm. know why the NBA decides like, oh, unless it's just for we have to speed up the game reasons. But you shouldn't lose a challenge when you win the challenge. You should still keep your right to challenge it. And then the second thing that's weird is that they always talked about this um, review center in Secaucus, New Jersey. But I guess it's sort of like a see but don't speak because they have zero they have zero power over it. It's such a big review center, but what, the is it people the, that make like, the decision replay center. Yeah, it's a replay center, the, but the yeah. people who make the decisions are the referee in the game. So it's like, what's, what's, the, the, point? what's the point? Yeah, so it's not yeah. C. So that's why it's C caucus and not speak caucus, I guess. Yeah, see that I didn't know. I thought that they had the final say, and then mm-hmm. they would tell the refs what to. No. That makes it even worse. In the um, NFL, they have it's <clears throat> it's called a booth review, but yeah, I mean the NFL is not that great at it either. But I do think that the referees in the game should not have power over any reviews because they are involved in it. And I think um, as much <clears throat> sorry as much as you want to say like oh the referees are fair the referees are blah 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 they're still human they still will have some form of a bias. Yeah. Um, in terms of making their call, because it directly reflects on their ability as a referee to make those calls. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if the replay center comes back and says, "Oh, you made the wrong call. It should have been this way," and they went ahead and still said that the challenge was unsuccessful. Because I don't know the details of how the review goes, but I yeah I. Wouldn't be surprised if the review center doesn't even talk to the referees and just keeps replaying. They just facilitate yeah, just... replaying the, the play. <laughs> and before, like, the replay center is just, like, a studio, like a set. And then they just had, like, computers set up. None of them there do anything. <laughs> they're, they're all actors, like paid actors. I know every once in a while they'll have someone like, because there's always one guy that would talk to the um, commentators, right? Uh, like the replay center. Oh, yes. ESPN has Steve Javi, so he's a former referee. Right, yeah. And then they would like talk to him and be like, oh, so what, like, what, what was the call? Why is it like that? It's like, but he's not always there. I don't always see him. So I yeah. feel like it's like a part-time thing. Where like, it's like, oh, it's my shift today. So I'm going to show up to the game. <laughs> and then I actually think, give feedback, you know? I just think that the, that the entire review system. And yeah, as you said, why some players get more leniency than others. Yeah, needs a lot of fixing. But that's an entire conversation for another time because there's just so much to talk about i will say that for flopping so ha 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 the laker fan with lebron talking about flopping being annoying and yeah i kind of get it i understand that lebron has a uh has a reputation for flopping although i do think it's more when he was in miami than now because he has a career low in free throw 
shooting since he came to the Lakers. But it's one thing to have like one player or your main superstar flopping and trying to sell calls. But for the Suns, it's basically half of your rotation. You have Chris Paul, Mm -hmm. Devin Booker, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, Campaign, all trying to sell calls and all trying to bark at the refs that they didn't do anything. Yeah, CP3 is training them well, though. Like, I mean, not that's, training them That's well, literally like what them, Mark Jackson said. <laughs> yeah. Really? I'm not even joking. So campaign, he did this move in transition where he stopped like abruptly in front of yeah. Giannis, who was getting back mm-hmm. in transition. And because yeah. he stopped right in front of Giannis, Giannis ran over him. And then so yeah. Cam stumbled See? and that was a foul. So Mark Jackson was like, this was one of the advantages of learning from Chris Paul. <laughs> Yeah, and like it's not just uh not talking about the Suns. Trey Young does that a lot too, where he mm. would drive in and with the defender trailing, he'll just stop and then f- yeah. stumble. So that's one of the I rules think, that are gonna change from next season onwards. Yeah, is it? Yes, and Trey Young was very honored that he was the reason why they're changing the rule. <laughs> what well, we're talking about players that change the game. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Trey Young is one of them. <laughs> Already in his in his yeah. third year. So when Middleton so obviously now that the Suns they're very difficult for most fans, I would think, to watch because of all this foul baiting, of all this complaining. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when Middleton did oversell a call where he got hit by CB3 in the face. Like, oh yeah, I was he like, like grabbed his face and like Yeah, that was a down, flop. Right? That was a flop. That was a yeah. But it was it was a bit of Schadenfreude because Chris was flopping the Chris way. Ooh, fuck. <laughs> Mind blown, bro. Yo. And it was funny too, because if you watch the replay, he smacked him on the face, mm-hmm. but he didn't react to it. Yeah. He didn't react to it. The whistle blew, then he was like the whistle blew after after he, oh, oh, oh. he acted but, but yeah like it took him a funny, second and then he was like oh shit yeah, my face. i second. got hit yeah the funny thing was that chris just sort of waved off the ref like yeah uh, that's a flop it's like, quite funny isn't it it's, it's quite it's ironic so ironic that you're complaining <laughs> about that when that's nobody does too, it more like, than him that's what most um, players are like in general, I think. If you have a habit of flopping and in your head you're like, oh, I'm just like, I'm just mm-hmm. taking advantage of the rules, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm just playing through the loopholes. But then once the loopholes are used on you, you're kind of like, what the <laughs> fuck? <Yeah. laughs> you're using a loophole. What the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> play ball. And it's just like, you know, yeah, it happens. It's pretty. It's really ironic that it happens to sort of Draymond does the same thing, mm-hmm. Beverly does the same thing, and then like CB three he does that obviously, and then we're seeing Devin Booker also he gets away with a lot of non calls, and then when he does commit the call he's like, what what I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything, so yeah, and that um. Um, the f- supposed no call flagrant by CP3 on Giannis mm-hmm. um, during the dunk as well. Uh, I actually missed it completely. 
um, because I was so focused on the dunk itself. Like, I only but noticed it in the it, replay. I didn't notice yeah. it at first. But um, it really should have been flagrant because that could have seriously... Because if you see the way his body swung from that push, mm-hmm. if he didn't have a good enough grip on that rim, if he slipped, yeah. he would have injured himself seriously yeah. too. Because yep. his it would have been... His body would have swung, his legs would have went up, and mm-hmm. it could have landed head first. Yeah, there was another play in the first quarter. Uh, Giannis was actually the one who committed the foul. He chased down Booker mm-hmm. and tried to grab him, but he grabbed yeah. him by sort of like the waist-ish mm-hmm. area and with one arm. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't. That should have probably been a flagrant, but wasn't called as well. And then the one by CP3 was definitely a flagrant because that was an even more dangerous play. You're talking about shoving two-handed shove in air in the opposite direction and was not a play on the ball at all. Yeah. And then you can tell he he wasn't he was aiming for that push. He wasn't like it wasn't wasn't like, oh, I'm stopping you from the from yeah. the dunk, oh, I'm not gonna let you take off. No, he jumped up and he was like, "I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna shove you out of the way in yeah. hopes that you'll miss." Because before, prior to that, to that play, there was an opportunity to intentionally foul Giannis, and Chris Paul didn't do anything. Yeah. So chose, yeah, yeah. So he chose to take the latter approach. Which Chris Paul being was, Chris Paul again. I don't know how that he has this. Um, he has such a positive reputation as this stand-up player but like i mean off the court yeah he seems to he seems to do a lot of good but on the court he's just yeah no he's not a clean player he's just straight up dirty yeah i mean high school he punched the guy he just deliberately punched the guy in the nuts high school oh that i didn't know that's that's interesting. <laughs> Just went up, boom, right in the baby maker. Yeah, I think it's it's um. Oh, I like that baby maker. That's that's good. That's a good term. Um, I think it's just the the fact that his um his highlights always overshadow the lowlights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he's high key a really disrespectful dude on the court. Like, yeah, you see him like mocking other players, other coaches, referees. Mm-hmm. Like that's a consistent thing. Yeah, but it's just he's so good as of a player, and honestly, he's a good team leader as well. Commands the court well, brings like boosts team morale. That shit just overshadows all these like dirty shit he does on the down low. Yeah, I think yeah. it's all those State Farm commercials as well. Yeah, paints him as like this like family guy, doesn't it? Like I'm pretty sure he is a family a family man, but like on the court. Like, like in the in the yeah, like a positive, wholesome mm-hmm. um image, you know? But and on the court on they the paint court him is... as like scrappy at most. When it's not scrappy, it's Yeah, it's straight up dirty. Yeah, straight it is dirty. Violent, you know. Speaking of violent, I think somebody <laughs> in the Suns fan, one of the Suns fans is going to get robbed tonight. Robbed? Yeah. The, did you... Oh, uh, this was like early... I think this was in the first half. So there was a Suns fan while Giannis was taking a free throw. So, you know, they're like counting one to ten. Yeah. And then each count, there was this one Suns fan. He was 
like showing and counting hundred dollar bills. Oh, that's a dumb move. <laughs> so one, that's a really cringy douche move. And two, you're gonna get robbed. Honestly, I feel like Sun Suns fans are the fucking worst. <laughs> I don't know if they're the worst, they feel but so, but or at least like I, I would this, say they're in the top ten. Yeah, I get this feeling. At least compared to the Bucks fans, they feel so much more obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, in the way in their behavior and the things they do, the things they say. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels really obnoxious. Uh, the top three for obnoxious fans are still Boston, Lakers, and Utah. Oh, maybe New York as well. So York? top four. Top four. <laughs> you see when the New York fans got pissed off at Trey Young? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely yeah, up they're, there Yeah, they're up there, man. I think they're those four there. are just in a league of themselves. So Boston is Boston. Uh, Lakers yeah. just have too many fans, so they're... So by and it's by, LA, so yeah, just like that, they're gonna be obnoxious. Utah fans are racist, yeah. and Knicks fans are overbearing, but Suns yeah. fans are climbing up the ladder. There, they're slowly getting there. Maybe they're just waiting for like Game Six to get into <laughs> their final form. Like someone comes in with like I don't know, a cutter. Oh yeah, that would that would. That would not be great. Hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, maybe we'll cut that out. <laughs> so, by the way, with the Bucks overcoming a 16-point deficit at the first quarter and then winning, according to ESPN, it is the second largest comeback at the end of the first quarter NBA Finals history. Mm, second largest? What's the largest? I don't know why ESPN is saying this. They say it's 2000 final, 2008 Finals Game 4 when Celtics trailed 21 points against the Lakers. But as far as I know, the 2008 NBA Finals was cancelled. So what is ESPN talking about? Oh. <laughs> 2008 Finals didn't happen. Yeah, ESPN again. Fake news. What? Celtics? What? Lakers? What are you talking about? Celtics are haven't they- won since 1986. Yo, basketball so. didn't even exist. What are you talking about? <laughs> so if the Suns lose game six, they will join the 2006 Mavericks and the 1977 Sixers as the only team to lose four straight after being up 2-0 in the finals. And even if we remove the four straight criteria, there has only been four teams in NBA history that have won after going down... Oh and two, so can mm-hmm. so we have two thousand six Mavericks, nineteen seventy seven Sixers. Can you name the other two? Yeah, wait, say that again. Which which two teams? So we had the two thousand six Mavericks and the nineteen seventy seven Sixers. So two other teams yep. went down zero and two, and then one came back and won. Yep. So one was pretty recent. Uh, Cavs. Yes, two thousand sixteen Cavs. Yeah. Um, one more. I'm gonna guess the Heat. No. You have to go way back. Way back? How far back? <laughs> 60s. Whoa! 60s. I wouldn't know. 60s. So again, alright. So again, this is a finals that I don't think really happened. So it's fake news again. It's the 1969 <laughs> Celtics. Nice. Technically not 69. nice. Against the Lakers. 
So again, so technically it should be just three teams. So I don't know why Six the teams. internet is saying four. So <clears throat> also, the Bucks would be if the Bucks win this series, they would become the second team in NBA history to overcome two zero and two deficits in the same postseason. Oh, that's so cool! The first cool. team to do it, the two thousand twenty one Clippers. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Whoa, that's weird. That that's crazy. That it's all yep. in the same season. Yeah, I I'm kind of surprised Breaking that it records. hasn't been done, like ever more until recently. Yeah, yeah. But so, then again, I can blowing. also understand being down o two in a series that goes to four. Well, mm. as like first to four, um, yeah. is a huge impact because True. the True. you know you're two down and the other team only needs two wins. Mentally, yeah. it's a huge, huge um, obstacle. Fair or point. Pressure, you know. But I was surprised. But this is surprising because a team has overcome a three-one deficit two times before a team has overcome two zero and two deficits. So just think yeah. about that. So the Nuggets oh, last yeah. year they overcame back-to-back three-one deficits. So yeah, three, when you put it like that, it sounds more impressive too, doesn't it? That's a bit crazy. <laughs> like you sound way tougher than a than overcoming a two zero deficit. Yeah, so weird, but impressive <laughs> at the same time. And crazy. if the Suns actually like, ah, uh, what am I even saying? So are the Suns really going to choke a two zero series lead, a fourth quarter nine point lead in Game Four, and a sixteen point Game Five lead? Find out next time on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I didn't think we would do that again. <laughs> but we're keeping it. It's going to be a recurring thing now. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? Nah. Um, predictions? Predictions. Game six. I'm going to have to go Bucks and six, man. Let's go Bucks point. and six. Let's just Bucks buy in. Bucks and six, baby. Bucks and Bucks six, and six. But yeah, on that note, we have no more time left for this episode. So remember, if you enjoyed this episode, do share it with your friends if you think that they'll enjoy it as well. Episodes 3 and 4 are still being edited, but it's almost done and we're going to release it soon. So don't worry, you'll be seeing it soon. Um, This episode, of course, we are signing off with the legendary Got Box Lust by Eddie J. Lemberger. Um, he has go. a great YouTube channel where he uploaded the same song three times. Um, <laughs> so do check him out. He's great. Uh, we love him. We love him here. Sorry to disappoint. Uh, if you would like to request an outro song for future episodes, you can message us on Instagram at... Sorry, I had to swallow my saliva. I'll do it again. <laughs> you can message us on Instagram at sorry underscore to disappoint. I'm going to say that again. It is at sorry underscore to disappoint. If you're not following us there yet, please do so because we always appreciate your support. Uh, well, <laughs> because this week you won't be able to request an outro song because we got Bucks Lust. I love my Milwaukee Bucks. Got Bucks Lust. Got Bucks Lust.